Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Y'all ever feel like there's just not enough of you to go around? Like between the house, the job, the kids, the spouse, just life in general, there's just too much going on and you're spread too thin? Sometimes I just want to clone myself. (laughs) You and me both, sister. (laughs) Like just the other day, I was sitting down with one of the kids and of course, the other kid comes on up and was like, I want to sit with you guys too. So my solution like any good mother, was to put one kid on one side and the other kid on the other side. But guess what? That just wasn't good enough because they couldn't have all of me, the whole entirety of me, and they had to split me in down the middle of my body. <laughs> right. It's like, have you ever seen a group of kids like arguing over a toy and they're like pulling on each end? That's basically what you were in human form. Exactly. And that's not like one incident. That's like literally my whole entire existence. <laughs> it's like, this is my life in a picture right here. A picture of a kid pulling on a like a Stretch Armstrong. Exactly. Man, Stretch Armstrong. (laughs) What is that reference? Love it. Okay. Anyway, let's move Um, on. Just real quick. I want to apologize for this voice of mine. I'm coming. I'm getting over a cold right now. So I am sure I sound lovely, but you're just gonna have to deal with it for today. You mean that sexy, raspy voice you got there? Yeah, it's so nasally. Hey, the rest (laughs) of y'all, you're welcome. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. I mean, the thing is, though, it's like it's not just for parents. It's not just during parenthood. It's not just for mothers specifically. I mean, Brandon, do you ever feel like you're just spread too thin? And in what text, like what capacity do you feel that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's important what you just said that a lot of times it is moms who get pulled and stretched too thin because they feel like societally, personally, they have to give everything to make their family work, to make their job work, to make their career work, to make their kids work. And I know moms are stereotypically anyway, they're responsible for all of those things. At least they feel responsible personally for all those things. But to answer the question, I guess the simple answer is yes. I mean, I constantly feel like I don't have enough time in the day that I really, if I pinpoint it, that I'm giving a C plus to all of my things. Like I'm trying to touch everything. I'm trying to keep all these balls up in the air constantly, whether it's, you know, running my business, being a dad, doing the fool's business in a podcast, our marriage, all those things. I'm trying to give effort everywhere. And a lot of times I just feel very average and that I'm just falling short in all those areas. And like I said, if I had to give a grade to it, it's like I'm getting a C plus average across the board. And that I don't think is anything that any of us want. Yeah. And I think for us right now, it's been especially challenging just because with us having the new house, it feels like all extra energy has to be devoted to like getting the house in order and unpacking boxes. And while I mean, we're, we're certainly in a place where we can live in it and it's livable, but there's just still so much to do. And it feels like every ounce of us has to be devoted to that. And everything else kind of goes to the back burner. Like even like recording episodes has been kind of on the back burner while we've been going through this transition. And Like you said, I don't feel good about that. Like, I hate that I'm giving everything a C plus effort, but it's kind of just how it's been. And so that's just really where 
part of this idea of this episode was born is just like feeling just like everything demands my attention and kind of like, what do we do about that when that's happening? Right. And I think we just live in a society where we're always go, go, go. Like it's always something where we're trying to proactively control everything in our lives and we're trying to be in front of everything and trying to prepare for everything and trying to be there for everything. One, because we don't want to tell people no. We just, as a culture, have trouble telling anyone no. It just feels bad. It feels selfish. It feels like something we shouldn't do. We want to constantly show up for other people in a way that we want them to show up for us. And that's not always reciprocated. And that's not something we get back. But eventually you get to the place where you feel really, really down and out and you can't really figure out what, at least for me. Mm -hmm. And I can't really figure out what it is. I can't pinpoint what it is. And a lot of times it's just, I'm, I'm over busyifying. I'm making up that word right now in real time. I'm over busyifying myself. I'm, I'm creating situations where I'm putting myself in this situation and making myself busier to make myself feel one important, I guess, to feel like I'm needed to feel and, and you name it, fill in the blank for what it is for you when you, when you think about that. But a lot of times if you sit there and reflect, you realize that these times where I'm doing this to myself, like the things I'm putting on, I'm actually doing that. Like no one else is actually putting that on me. Like if I want to show up as like a great husband, that's a very admirable thing to do, but you're not necessarily putting that on me that I need to do above and beyond all of these things to be there and meet that definition. Because a lot of times I think you'd say, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you would argue that I probably meet that definition in your mind. But then why isn't that enough for me? Because if you're validating that and you're making me feel that and you're the person I have to tell me whether I'm a good husband or not, because frankly, I have no one else or a good dad or, you know, whatever it is, why is it that I find in myself that I need to keep searching and and running myself ragged, frankly? Yeah. And, you know, for me, I think that a lot of times I'll feel guilt set in when I'm not doing as much as I feel like I should be. It's like I'm spread too thin. I already know that I'm spread too thin. And yet somehow I still feel terrible about what I've not been able to do or about how I've been showing up. And I just I hate that feeling of, ugh, I didn't do it. I'm not good enough. Why can I not get through this? Also, how do I be better and better and better and better? And it just, I don't know. It's exhausting, really. Like spreading spreading myself too thin or being spread too thin by others or by society or by whatever is just really tiring. It's honestly a really dangerous game. And I mean, this is this is just pure honesty here. But when you go on to any kind of journey where you're trying to better yourself, certainly I think this is very easy for people on a personal growth journey because you constantly feel like you should be doing something. And so if you're not doing something, then you're not taking the rest that you know you need to. Because we often talk about on here, and I'll continue to talk about it because it's very important, is giving yourself grace, is like giving yourself a break. I mean, matter of fact, in two weeks here, we're going to be less than two weeks. We're going to the beach for a week. And we've already been talking about how we're going to unplug and take a little bit of a break. But I know that's important, but I also know that I need to be getting these things done. And so it's constantly a balancing act and kind of a push and pull of what I should be doing for my time. Like what's vying for my time? Because is it more important for me to take a break so that I feel a little bit better in the moment? But then in the backside of that, in the backside of my mind, I'm feeling bad that I'm then not showing up and doing the things that I need to do. And so maybe you could speak to that too. I feel like it's it's constantly like a balancing act and I don't feel like I'm always doing the best job doing that well. 
It's definitely a balancing act for sure. One thing that I did want to make sure that we talked about, because it's been definitely on my heart, I've been seeing it over social media a lot, and I just keep getting reminders of it. And it's a big part of this conversation, even more than just like the balancing act, but just just a big, huge part of like where my soul and my mind has been at lately is just like the mental load that we all bear. And I'm going to speak specifically about mothers right now, and then we'll kind of shift from there. But just like as a mom, just the not the actual workload you're doing, not the fact that you're going to work, just the almost like the hidden things. And I've seen, I know that my girl over at Story and Growth Podcast, Katie May, has been talking about this recently, and I've seen it other places too. But just like the unseen work of motherhood and how much of a burden that can be. And it really is like things like remembering your kids' doctor's appointments, remembering to schedule them, remembering that it's water park day at school, remembering that it's show and tell day at school. All of those things, remembering lunch money. Did I pay this? Did I do this? All the things that have to go into motherhood. And there's just so many of them. Even sometimes to the point where I'm like, is it bath night? I don't even know. Like, And I should know that because it's not that darn difficult to feel to figure out if you gave your kid a bath last night. Like, It's just not that serious. But your mind is just so overwhelmed with all the things that you have to remember that aren't necessarily like a, a task to do, but just like things to keep in the back of your mind for when they're appropriate. I don't know. I've just been thinking about that a lot because I know that we as a culture have been talking about that for moms and trying to get through that as moms. But I'm wondering, like, do you feel that mental load the same as I do be or is there a different thing that happens for men or how does the mental load even translate for a man? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's all situational because I can say that I don't necessarily feel some of the examples that you were just saying, i.e., I don't feel stress about, you know, our kid forgetting their stuffed animal or, you know, making sure that they show up here or they're at this camp or, you know, when things need to be done or like, I don't necessarily feel that because I think you absorb a lot of that, to be honest. Uh, I think just looking across the board on a, on a lot of people, I don't want to generalize everyone, but I, from what I see, I think a lot of people for the things you were just mentioning, that falls to a woman, it falls to a mother. And so I think men a lot of times can get a little bit of an easy pass there. The thing that I feel as a man societally and for me personally is I feel like I need to be moving the family forward, moving the ball forward. And I need to be the, not that a woman couldn't be, I'm going to preface it with that, but I need to be the leader of the family. And I don't mean that in a way of a submissive you or anything else. I mean that in a way of, I show up in a way that my family can help and follow the lead. I'm showing them an example. I'm being a role model. And when I feel depressed, when I feel like I'm falling short and when I feel like inevitably why I'm pushing myself to do more, even though I'm exhausted or I don't want to is because I feel like I need to be living up to this role model person this dad, this man that will show the rest of you that you can do it because I'm there to help you. And if I don't do it, and if I don't show up in a way, and if I do something wrong, which I always do, or I say the wrong thing, or I don't show up right as a dad, like that stuff, it weighs on you. Mm -hmm. It weighs on you to the point of, you know, that I, I get like I, I'm trying to answer your question, but that's like a much broader way to look at it. But like I feel the massive amount of responsibility as a man on my shoulders way more than I do the the smaller things. And I'm not trying to discount those things, but like I don't 
feel those things as much as I feel the overarching huge weight Mm -hmm. on my shoulders on any given day if I don't show up the way that I feel like I should. So it sounds like we both have a mental load, but it's interesting because we both have a totally different mental load that we carry. Right, right. And I think, again, it's probably situational because there's certain things that this is going to be a silly example, but it's just what comes to my mind. Like if the lawn needs to be mowed, that's something that you don't do in our household. Again, it's not that you couldn't do that. I don't hey, want to establish hey, I gender wanna, roles. I want to say that I pushed the lawnmower for like two swipes of the yard a couple weeks ago. I was a, I was. Hey, a let baller. it be known. She did it, folks. I was a baller, okay? <laughs> but my point is like if that is undone, like that's my role in the house, that like, that's something that I do. And so like that might be on my head like, hey, man, the yard's looking pretty rough. That's on me to get that done. I need to get that done. And it's just another thing that I add to my list where you're not necessarily ever going to think of that unless it gets completely out of hand. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the kids or planning certain things. Like if those get out of hand, then clearly it comes into my vision, my line of vision and my subconscious. And I'm like, oh boy, I guess I need to jump in and help with this. And then obviously, which I think we'll get into is like asking for that help when you need it. Because even though we're both feeling stretched too thin, there's also times of the day even where I don't feel as burdened or certain days or times where it's always important to share that. And I feel like that's why this episode is so important because I want people to know that you and me, we're just like them. Like if they're feeling burnout, if y'all out there are feeling burnout and stressed and you feel like you've been dragging, lagging, not adding up, not measuring up that, you know, you feel worthless some days. Like I feel that way too. I do. And, and that's why we felt so important to talk about in this episode is because personally we felt this way. And so like we try to be as raw as we can with y'all and let you know where we're coming from. But I mean, how ridiculous would it be if we're over here trying to act like we have it all together and then we're telling you what to do? I mean, we're by no means experts on it. It's just hopefully through our relating with you, you can see that it's completely normal and hopefully we'll give you some strategies by the end of this too. Yeah. And you know, okay, so I feel like one of the biggest issues with this isn't necessarily all internal. I feel like it's part of it, at least, was born from like this societal norm of we want to glorify busyness. Everyone's got to be busy. Like you're not worthy until you're busy. Your kids need to be in 45 different activities per week. And if they're not, then what are you doing as a parent? And if you're not doing every committee, every volunteer opportunity at your church, every this, every that, like doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what context, whether you're a parent or not a parent, whether you work or don't work, none of it matters because the whole point is we glorify busyness in any area we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think about like we had Scott Miller on a couple weeks ago and he talks about the busy badge. Like we all wear this Mm -hmm. proud busy badge. Like, oh, look at me. Look at me. Look at the things I'm doing. And then the inside I'm dying, but look at all the things I'm doing. I had 16 meetings today. Right. It's, it's, It's a way to, we use busyness as a way to validate our importance in the world. If I'm busy, if my schedule is completely packed and full, then I'm validated and I'm showing the world that I'm worth it. And maybe there's some insecurity there if you're finding yourself in that place where you're needing that validation and you're making yourself over busy to the point where you want to cry some days. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to look at what is the core root cause of that? Is right. it because you're trying to feel like I am the mom or the dad or I am the boss or I am the spouse that I should be because I'm doing all of these things and I'm checking off all these boxes. But if at the end of the day, you're feeling strained 
drawn out, depressed, exhausted, what purpose is all that serving? And how much does that validation help in those moments? Exactly. Honestly, guys, the more we accept that being so busy is normal and expected and something to strive for, the more we're going to struggle with this feeling like we're spread too thin. Like that's just facts. Right. And I've heard a lot of people talk about recently. I mean, obviously, it's not a new idea. But when things keep coming in front of me, I start paying attention. But a lot of people are talking about the flow state, like being in a flow and like feeling good about where you are. And it shouldn't always be a struggle. I'm not saying life is ever easy. Don't get me wrong. But when you're flowing and things should be coming easy, it shouldn't be a constant battle. You shouldn't be going into each week drained and feeling like you don't know how you're going to get done all the things you're going to have to get done. I mean, honestly, at some point, you should have some joy in your life. I know that might not be easy to hear in the place that you're currently at, but you got to look for those things because there's just ultimately, what's the point if you're so busy and so stressed out that you don't even know what you're possibly going to do to get to the place where you're going to get? Preach it, brother. (laughs) I mean, guys, like right now we're in this point where we've just been really trying to use some strategies to help ourselves and hopefully these will help you too. And one of the things that we've been doing recently is just trying to like pick out our top few yeses for this week or this month or whatever the time frame is. So like what are the things that we definitely want to say yes to and then let everything letting everything else fall away. And that's not an easy thing to do, by the way, because it's really hard to tell people no. And it's really hard not to accept all the invites. And it's really hard to do all those things. But sometimes just for your mental strength, just for your overall health, it's important to just find those few yeses and ignore the rest. Right. I mean, you got to, the, the key word there is priority. You got to prioritize what's most important and leave the rest. You've heard it said a lot, I'm sure. But the, for every yes, you're saying to one thing, you have to say no to something else. So what are the things you're saying no to by saying yes to everything? You're saying no to a lot. For me, if you think about an easy example, like if we say yes to doing this thing with another couple this weekend, then I'm saying no to time with my kids. And I'm not saying that's you can't do that, but what I'm saying is there's a cause and effect to everything. And mm-hmm. so for all these times where you're saying yes to everyone else, what are you saying no to? My guess is probably yourself a lot of the time. Yeah, and that's the that's another great point too because I wanted to mention it's got to be strategic. Like you can't just be like, well, if I'm going to say these yeses, make the no's strategic. Make the yeses strategic because that matters. If you're just going to say yes to the first three things that cross over your path, then you might be saying yes to the wrong things and no to the wrong things. So really be strategic in what matters most right now to you and what the things you really want to do, the things that you really want to be right now. And then... Toss the others aside for a moment. Right. And I think that for being honest and minus the reaction of other people, we all know what the yeses and no's should be. Mm-hmm. Like when you start to think through it, you all know what they're supposed to be. It's just what will other people say? What will other people think? What will other people do? How will other people react? I think it was Jen Hatmaker who said, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Well, there's plenty of things in my life that I've said yes to in the past that I will not say yes to anymore because I regret it immediately. And I don't want to live my life in regret. I want to live my life prioritizing the things that are most important and coming out much happier and more joyful than saying yes because I feel like I'm obligated to do so and then being miserable on the opposite end of that. For sure. I This episode, I feel like we could take any of these things that we've been talking about so far and make a whole new episode out of them. I feel like there's just so much to say. Okay, another thing that we've been trying to do is just block off time for either ourselves, like individually, or for our family 
where there's no distractions. And the key part of that is no distractions. And we just asked our kids this morning, honestly, like this just happened. An example of this is earlier today, Brandon was like, hey, guys, when I'm speaking to you, I need you to put down the phones, the devices, whatever's going on, because you're just ignoring your mom and me. And so, of course, the kids are like barely paying attention. So I pause the devices, make them pay attention. And then we're like, you know what? We do this too. And we're like, guys, honestly, we make the, we're making this expectation of you, but make this expectation of us. Call us out. Like this is important for all four of us, not just the parents to the child, but also that the child to the parent should be able to say, mom, dad, you guys aren't listening right now because your devices, your distractions are too much. Let's block this time together as a family. And of course, things come up. We're not saying that nothing can ever come up. But by and large, having this time to spend together without these distractions where everything's just put away and you can be you as a couple, you can be you as an individual, you can be used as a family, whatever the case is, but getting rid of some of that and being willing to speak to someone else about how you're feeling about what they're doing and how they're showing up and not just hiding away from that. Because it's really easy to just get that resentment going and instead speak up like we've asked our kids to do. Yeah, it, I love that you said that. And it's a great example because and the, and the thing that comes to me is don't ever confuse time like time in front of someone, time sitting next to someone as quality time. Because just because you're in the same room as someone does not mean by any means that it's quality time. Right. And I think you all know what I mean. I personally know what I mean. If I'm sitting in a room with my kids, if I'm sitting at a party with my family and I have my phone out, I don't think I'm really giving someone the time of day. And the thing I told my kids this morning and the thing I need to tell myself in the mirror a lot is I don't want anyone to think that my device is more important than them as a person to me. Like if I, that's why it's so important to schedule this time. By me scheduling this time, it doesn't mean you can't ever be on your phone. It doesn't mean I get it. We need it for our business. We need it for this. We need it for that. It means that during that time, that is not the most important thing in your life. The person in front of you is the most important thing. And I think that's a life lesson for everyone no matter what situation you're in, that if you're going to give someone the time on your schedule, give them your full attention, give them your time and give them that quality time. And don't ever confuse time together, not paying attention and clicking on your phone with the fact that you've given the time and you've checked off that box. Oh gosh. Yes. I mean, mm, yes. Like if you, (laughs) oh man. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I'll leave it there. I think the other thing we do, and it it never gets old saying this, is we commit to time to stop every day. So we have a cutoff time. So we still live by those cutoff times. Me and Megan have been waking up at 4 a.m. We've been waking up at 4 a.m. and working out. We've been waking up at 4 a.m. doing work, whatever we're working on. We're prioritizing time in the morning because that's when we could find the time. Not telling you to wake up at 4 a.m. All I'm saying is we also, with that, have very firm cutoff times at night. We know when we're being productive, when we're not being productive. We know when we're being exhausted and when we need to be re-energized. We know when we need to lay back on the couch or our bed and watch some Netflix. Like that's just, I'm not saying that's all you do, but what I'm saying is when it is time to cut off, you need to hear this. You need to cut off. And maybe when you need to cut off, I don't mean to harp on the phone right now, but when you are cutting off your mind, maybe you put the phone aside. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you don't want to be feeling like you're spread too thin, get rid of the phone for a minute. Stop working and running errands and doing chores forever and ever. If you were at our house, you would know for sure that without fail, minus I think one time recently where Brandon had to take a phone call for work at 730, we are not doing 
any sort of anything except loving on our kids and getting them to bed at 7.30 or later. Like 7.30, that's that's it. Like there's no more work being done in our home. And it's very rare that that's not true. And bedtime for us, for, for the two of us, is very rarely past 10 or 10.15 because we just know who we are and we know what we need and we know if we're going to get up early, that that's what we have to do. And talk about being spread too thin. If you're not sleeping, you're definitely going to feel like you're spread too thin. So we just have those kind of rules. And we didn't set out to do like a 7.30 p.m. cutoff, but that's kind of what developed. And that gives us time to get our kids to bed where we can actually spend quality time with them, reading and loving on them rather than paying attention to phones and devices and what needs to be done. And that doesn't mean that there's not chores to be done. There are always chores to be done, but they got to be ignored so that we can be a family. Right. And here's just like a tangible tip that I was thinking about. We recently were having work done on our house and because we had just moved in, we felt like we wanted to get it all done right now. And we were just go, go, go. And we constantly had people working at our house. We constantly had things going on. It was throwing off our schedule. We didn't know what to do, but I felt personally, I felt like I needed to get it done. So I kept scheduling it and kept doing it to the point where Meg was like, Brandon, you have the power to put them out two weeks, three weeks. You have the power to stop them right now and have them continue whenever you want. And I think that's important for all of us to hear. You ultimately control your schedule. My guess is if you're looking at your schedule right now, in this moment, maybe it's full of a thousand things to do. I'm not suggesting canceling your whole social calendar today as it stands, but I'm going to guess that it's probably not scheduled out more than one week or two weeks or a month. Okay. So you can start pulling things off of that list and prioritizing and pushing some things out that aren't the most important right now. And maybe, I don't know what it is. Maybe pulling your kids out of some of the activities. I know that's not going to be a favorite thing for someone to say, but ultimately at some point you need to prioritize the time and schedule the time and understand that you ultimately are in control of your own schedule. So if you are miserable right now, you might have to look at yourself and see how are you doing that? How are you scheduling yourself to death? Because the point, honestly, of a schedule is that you can keep things in line and not overbook it. And like Meg said earlier, making a time where you're planning that time for yourself to have some leisure time should be on that calendar and should be a non-negotiable, frankly. Definitely. And speaking of blocking off time, another thing we've been really trying to like keep the course with is picking out just something fun to do, like whether it's just with the two of us or whether it's with the kids too, or just a family or friend, whatever, doesn't matter. But just picking out something that is a breath of fresh air, really. I mean, whether that's like a lunch date or grabbing a quick coffee, it doesn't really matter what the thing is, as long as you're just taking the intentional time to build the relationship, to to step back, to get away from the busyness and focus on relationships and, and love instead of, you know, just the busyness and chaos of life all the time. Like when you schedule something with somebody that forces you to take some time and just enjoy life and not be just in the grind so much and not feeling spread so thin because you're finally enjoying something and it feels good. And so we've really had to make sure that we're not falling away from this habit while we're feeling pretty stretched too thin because that's one of the greatest respites that we have is just being able to spend those times together or as a family. Yeah. And I would even argue that when you're talking about that, when you're saying that, you said giving that love, sharing that love, that goes back to yourself too, y'all. That goes back to self-love. You don't even have to plan something with someone else. Maybe you need to plan time for yourself today. 
Maybe you need to go out and take a walk if it's a beautiful, sunshiny day. Maybe you need to go do something that you enjoy for yourself and take some time. Because to my point earlier, and I'm not negating anything we just said, so don't take it wrong, but the pressures that are on you individually, no matter who you are and who's listening to this episode, you have the same type of pressures on you on any given day. But how much time have you given to yourself to take that time for yourself to learn yourself and feel yourself and have those feelings and reflect on those feelings and know what you want moving forward? Maybe you need to love yourself a little bit more today. Maybe all of this is is more so to free up your schedule so that you have some time for you. And y'all, I want you to hear this. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay if you're having some trouble, but that's why we're giving you some of these strategies to hopefully move you to a place where you feel like you're getting that time. And with that time comes more joy, comes more happiness, comes more vision for the future because you're not constantly caught in the daily grind. We'll see you guys next week. Love y'all. Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.